like to introduce tonight's special guest. Uh, Brownie One has joined us. Uh, Hi, guys. It's really nice to be on the show. I'm a longtime fan and longtime listener. I follow along in all your past seasons. And I just wanted to say, live long and prosper. Get out. What? No, I thought that was Get. what I was supposed no. to say. God. Get no. out. What? Can no. I at least stay and watch like the after show? Get. What? I, I just the... wanted to be part of the club. Awful. All right, now that we got rid of him, we'll really start the show. All right. Awful. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thanks for letting him at least partake. Uh, and I'll just cut all that out. Anyway, uh, so, uh, so yeah, so was uh, sent you guys a poster I saw on Twitter of uh, the original Die Hard movie, which I thought was kind of cool. It was a... Uh, uh, you know, like their theatrical release poster, and um, in Japan instead of Die Hard, it's called Reluctant Hero. And uh, down below they have uh, Reluctant Hero must defeat his enemies. He has no shoes, which I thought was no Does shoes. Does he not have shoes? <clears throat> no, remember no, he I lost know. his I shoes. I watched it one time, and that was it. Oh, it's a Christmas really? movie. Come on. It is not that a is, Christmas that, movie. <laughs> that okay, is my favorite. for another day. We're not starting that to That sure today. is. That, that is my favorite Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas movie. It is. Christmas Vacation. <laughs> That's a Christmas movie. You Star Wars wrong, Holiday sir. Special. That's a Christmas movie. You know, as a side note... Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. Hand... So, Lethal Weapon, then, is everybody a Christmas movie? Yes. Yeah. The first really? one. You gotta agree with me on the that. The first one. So you just blew it's, my it's so you just blew my argument out of the water. I mean it's, hell it's no, hollow. it's not a Christmas movie. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, debate shows right, are no well, fun if everybody agrees. That's true. And you know, I was I that's was gonna true. tell you when we were talking about Die Hard, a couple of decades ago I was running a blockbuster video. For those of you that don't aren't familiar, Google it. And uh, Bruce Willis actually came into the store. What? Really? No way. Way. That's and cool. And he, he refused to uh, give us his ID to set him up an account, and he had his bodyguard do it for him. <laughs> I, I'm not making this stuff up, kids. Wow. Wow. That's the definition of DB. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, uh-huh. we have we got to keep this PG, so I won't... Um... Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, all right, let's get rolling. All right, welcome to another episode of Alderon A Holes. This is Brown Leader calling in. Who else do we have? Brown two standing by. Brown four standing by. All right. Well, welcome everybody to another episode of Alderon A Holes. Tonight we are broadcasting from Watto's warehouse. He has moved up town to the big side in Moss Eisley. And uh, we are broadcasting from Watto's Warehouse, where they do not accept Republic credits, but they do accept sand dollars. All right. So, so tonight bad. we are going to... I know. Can't wave but, my hand uh, and, and get a drink? That's a good one. Well, do you think no. you're some kind of Jedi? We'll have to race to the bar. <laughs> Sorry, I, um, so I bad. forgot my keys. So bad. So uh, we are going to talk about... Bad Batch episode 16, which was the season finale, the second part of the season finale, Camino Lost. And uh, we'll say we weren't sure how this episode was going to go when we talked about it last week, but it I, we had kind of agreed. Is that what flavor you're on tonight? Strawberry. Hey, Watto cut off the Pez to brown too. Um... I refuse to let it so go. So we were. <laughs> I think we were gonna. I think we kind of agreed last week that we didn't think the whole episode was going to be the escape from Camino. We thought it was going to, you know, go a little faster. But nope, they took the whole episode, and uh, so it starts off with that familiar warning klaxon. You know, the the warning tone uh, on the uh, cruisers, and. The, I don't know about you guys, but I know the first thing I was struck by was when Rampart asked for an update, and the clone soldier behind him uh, said, uh, The cities have all been destroyed, sir. 
all, and then he paused, and you could kind of hear the voice cracking up a little bit, uh, Kaminoan facilities have collapsed into the sea. So how bitter, how hard has that got to be for that clone, you know, watching his home get destroyed by the Empire? You could hear the quiver in his voice on that one. That was the first thing I noticed about the episode. Yeah. Yep, here it becomes sure. a hiss. Here's the beginning of our clone uprising now. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, we talked we talked about that last week, too. We thought maybe, you know, they're going to push it off to season two. And uh, that is definitely another one of those threads to kind of do that, move into season two with that uprising. Um, so we see uh, Topoka City start to collapse into the sea and the, the various bits of it and stuff. And I thought that I the sound in this episode you know the visuals were really good but the sound uh, must have been a the sound of the city throughout the episode as it was breaking apart and collapsing and sinking the groaning and the wailing and the um all i could think of is it must have been a foley artist wet dream to do that episode because <laughs> there was constant sound throughout the whole episode which was uh, from a production standpoint, pretty cool. Yeah, I have some some notes on the visuals and the audio for this once we get through the recap, because you're not wrong. It was pretty amazing. Yeah, so you see them trying to escape. They're running down this hallway. Uh, as the city starts to tilt into the ocean, they start sliding down the hallway. Uh, emergency doors start to shut. They're, the team, except for Crosshair... Um, Omega and AZ get trapped on one side, and that starts filling with water. The rest of the team is on the other side, and they realize what's going on. They break through the work on breaking through the door. Meanwhile, Crosshair is trapped under a piece of wreckage, and Omega gets out her bow and blasts the wreckage to save him as the water's rising because he was about to drown. Uh, the rest of the team manages to get the doors open just long enough for them to get through. They continue on their journey, and I thought it was—I uh, thought it was kind of funny when they get back. They get back to their quarters of all places. Of course, this is a season finale. The city, their home, is being destroyed. Where do they end up? Of course, one of the safe places, which was their quarters. And at least the smell's and, gone. Yes, <laughs> yes, that was my—that uh, was, you know, and. Rewatching the episode, I know afterwards there was a lot of criticism online because I think Echo only got one or two lines, and that was one of the lines in this episode. And we'll probably talk more about Echo in our recap of the season next episode. But yeah, I was, I was, I noticed that right away on my first viewing was just how little Echo really talked in the episode. Um, but he did have that line, which was one of my favorite lines of the episode. So. They have some dialogue. That's the first interaction in this episode of between Hunter and Crosshair, going back and forth. And, you know, Hunter makes the crack about blind allegiance, uh, makes you a pawn when Crosshair's trying to say, well, you know, what are you doing? You should have joined us. And they're, I noticed they both stuck to their guns throughout this whole episode, you know. Um, and then... What do we say for the last, I don't know how many episodes? Who comes up with the plan? <laughs> Omega. To get out of there? Omega, yeah. And, and Crosshair love... points it out for us. Yes, yes. Crosshair makes the crack. Oh, is she calling the shots now? And, of course, the answer is, yeah. <laughs> That's the way it's been for I don't know how many episodes now. Um, they decide to use the tunnels, which we figured they would, to, to get out of there. They drop down into the hunters, or into the tunnels, and start making their way. It's starting to crack. Of course, the tension rises, the stress levels. Again, they get into it, uh, but they get into a little exchange between Crosshair and Wrecker, which I really liked because it was one of my, really was one of my favorite parts of the whole dialogue in the episode, was Wrecker coming out with the, uh, you know, all the time you didn't even... He's talking to Crosshair, and he's like, all that time, you didn't even try to come back. We would have taken you back, you know, he says. And I thought that was a really out of 
what's the old saying out of the mouth of childs mm-hmm. you know of children and um because wrecker's kind of a big kid and the the yeah and i thought that was one of the most poignant parts of the episode um and then i did like tech's follow-up too when he was like well he can't help it that's his nature you know he's harsh and, and un- unyielding and then crosshair thinks he's defending him and he's like no uh what understanding you, you does not mean agreeing with you yes and I thought that was a really that good That was brilliant. Too. That stuck out for the whole episode for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So some really good lines in this episode. You know, it was it was not a climatic battle, because they had the battle last part in part one. And it was no, you know, huge climatic battle in this one, but the dialogue was really good. It was character building, you know, which we needed for the end of the season. They get back to Nalase's lab. Uh, not her fusion palace, because that's destroyed, but uh, the uh, Nalase's lab. <laughs> and for those of you that listened to the last episode, and they see that the tube is cracked from there. And oh, and in that part, they said it right out loud in the episode yes, Omega is older, older. than them. Yes. So, right out in the open, not just inferring it. Uh, so that's that'll be one at least one debate online that'll that'll kind of quell but they come up with this plan to use the tubes to escape the uh, medical tubes or the birthing tubes whatever you want to call them okay so one thing i gotta bring up about that really everybody's teamed up wreckers alone and omega's in her own tube all by herself that yeah, you know, the, uh, I saw that. the whole uh, armor for armor for Omega. Yes, hashtag armor for Omega. Yeah, and I saw a debate on that online too after the episode aired. And rewatching it, I thought about it and I looked at how they all paired up. Obviously, Wrecker has to have his own. And but Hunter, of course, being the leader, is gonna go with the wild card, which is Crosshair. Because if cross, because he still doesn't trust him, so of course he's gonna go in the tube with Crosshair to make sure that he can do whatever's within his power to foil Crosshair if Crosshair tries something. Which, you know, in retrospect, makes a lot more sense. And Tech and Echo, Tech and Echo got to be together because he's only got one ham. Yep. But it and, just it just uh, struck me as ironic. Hashtag. Yes. And, Omega. and she was the one that had the control to light the explosives, to break the glass. That was interesting you know, not, that she had it. Yes, not Wrecker, who's the demolitions expert, but Omega. So, and uh, they had the plower, uh, plower, power fluctuation on AZ prior to that, which I thought for sure would set up that AZ was going to be the sacrificial lamb for this episode. And, I mean, that was just classic setup right there because AZ was going to be the one to help navigate him through the treacherous waters, and you knew the power was going to fail at the last second. And sure enough, it did. And then what does the kid do? Because, and this is why, really, this is why Omega was in the tube by herself. It was a plot device. If she had been in there with somebody else, they wouldn't have let her open the tube to go after AZ when AZ loses power and starts sinking to the ocean floor. They, they made sure to justify that when they said, oh, we have to distribute our weight evenly within the tubes. Yes. I mean, yes. There, there was a great setup for that, but you're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then you see, you know, they're starting to sink because some wreckage lands on top of them as she's trying to rescue AZ. And then Crosshair pulls out his sniper rifle, which, oh, and I got to say, when they first popped up through the water, that visual right there was pretty darn cool. Yeah. And, uh, and until you well. see Wrecker's, until you see Crosshair's face, it almost looks like live action. I mean, it was so good. It was that good. I, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Crosshair pulls out his sniper rifle, fires down a grappling hook, rescues AZ and uses it as basically a, a larger grappling hooks for Omega to hold on to as they pull, pull the both up. And then to show that he is not any danger to them, he throws his 
rifle to Wrecker afterwards. But, yeah, so then they get over to the Marauder, and again, give him one more chance to come with them. And again, he sticks to his guns where he's at, and Hunter sticks to his guns where he's at, and the squad, and they take off before the Imperial Scouts are going to come back. So, and left the guy, uh, poor but, guy, there all by himself. Yeah, uh, somebody did. If you do notice at the last second, he does look back at the ship as it's leaving, one last time. I did but, notice that on my third viewing. I noticed that. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So that's that's the uh, that's the episode. That's the season, if you can believe that. So thoughts on the episode. Animation was incredible this time. I mean, it's always been good, but this time it really did not feel like an animated TV show. No, there there was so much cinematic about this episode because plot-wise, I was I was a bit dumbfounded as to where they were going to go since they already had the big confrontation, the big reveal, the big fight. What's going to happen here? And much to my consternation, I kept waiting for Rex to swoop in and save them. But they really mm -hmm. made this character-driven. And right from the start, all I could think was, this is a mashup of Saving Private Ryan and Titanic. Because, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my wow. That's overwhelming well, got, right there. Well, that the ultimate yeah. guy movie and the ultimate girl movie in one. Yeah. Because you've got this crew that is just fighting everything imaginable. And it also came to mind, George Lucas's original, if you look at any of his interviews from the late 70s right through, I'd say, Raiders of the Lost Ark, he always talks about, well, you just keep putting these people in a series of, of jeopardizing positions. Just one, one antic after another. And that's what this episode felt like to me. It's like, oh, we overcame that. Oh, crap, here's something worse. Mm -hmm. And all the while, and this goes back to what you were talking about, Brown Leader, uh, you've got this groaning city sinking underwater. And, yeah. and that harkened back to Titanic for me, all the underwater stuff. Okay. And, and I'm dominating the conversation here, but I was just blown away with so many influences or at least what i saw as influences in this episode mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. scruffy two of my pals <laughs> yeah and so you're started, right and oh mm -hmm. oh go ahead we started out with 100 pals was, we're down to about 40 now so yeah we're right on there. Very cool. Yeah, we're getting there. You're not n not in a diabetic coma yet. <laughs> not quite. Insulin usage is up, but hey, we're all good. There you go. No, I was. Uh, was I love the episode, but I was a little disappointed that there was no bromance at the end. No hugging it out, you know. I really wanted to see you know Crosshair come around and at least leave with the crew. Maybe they didn't bury all their settle all their differences, but. At least, uh, you know, acknowledge that he wants to get the band back together. Yeah, I really thought they'd end up on the ship together and, and leave us hanging for season two, whether they resolve their problems or not. But they, re they really left him literally you know, to go back him. to the Empire. They literally left him. Yeah. And was anybody so else there... struck by the... There was just a, a short scene where they were running past the um, incubation tubes for the clones as that particular level was getting destroyed, where they all just kind of stopped and looked at it like, this is our mother dying kind of, mm. you know, remorse. Yep, and then the look up on the platform with the Marauder looking at everything, the last remains of it, and the looks on their faces. And, and not to get too morose here, but... That reminded me of 9-11. The way the smoke was drifting off to one oh. side. That imagery really grabbed me there. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Did you 
Did you also notice it wasn't raining anymore? Yes. I missed that. It's always I mean, raining on Camino. I think subconsciously I noticed it, but I didn't really it didn't register me as significant. Yeah, so So what you're saying is Camino and cloning causes rain. Oh maybe. <laughs> that, that's a false correlation there, kids. Don't buy that. <laughs> now there was one more scene. Uh, that was almost struck me as like a mid-credit type scene, but we'll talk about that in a second. But just wanted to get any more thoughts in terms of uh, the episode. It felt, while it looked and sounded cinematic, at the same time, it almost felt like there should have been commercial breaks because they would kind of, toward the toward the end, um, I think when when they were back on the surface with the tubes, um, and one of them says, better start paddling. And then the next image is the Marauder. Or no, maybe it was before then, but they cut to an image of the Marauder on the platform, kind of like and reminding you that here, here it is, you know, mm-hmm. in case you missed it last episode, here's our target or our objective. And I felt a right. few spots in there that felt like commercial breaks. And I don't usually feel that from this show. So- so if there are commercial breaks, what commercials would they be playing? I mean, you know, when we were watching Saturday morning cartoons, they were playing car- commercials for toys, breakfast cereals for kids, you know, sugary breakfast cereals. If I we're mean, the target audience, it's definitely alcohol. Rogaine? Alcohol. Oh! <laughs> oh! First ball Sorry. joke of the week. Oh, Sorry. man. Sorry. I, I, Sorry. I I, well, it is, on, it is on Disney+, Plus, so I would imagine it would be theme park <laughs> ads... Uh, the latest movie released from the Disney Vault, for those of you that remember oh, that. Yes. Um, <laughs> the advertising for the new Star Cruiser six thousand dollar for two nights stay. Uh, I was still contemplating experience. that experience. Um, and uh, oh, but oh, speaking of dialogue, there was one other exchange when they were in Nalase's lab that I almost forgot about. Omega goes and talks to Crosshair, and. Oh, yeah. They said that, and, and he's just being a, he's just being crosshair, you know, harsh and unyielding, like Tex says. But she finally just says, I wanted to believe it was the inhibitor chip that made you this way. And then just walks away. And you know, in parentheses, what, or actually what I blurted out when I watched the episode and she said that, uh, you know, I just want to believe it was the inhibitor chip that made you this way. But no, you're really just an a-hole. Yeah, <laughs> you, know? you could be an a-hole <laughs> like us. <laughs> right. That's what I blurted out as soon as as, as what I saw it because I was like that had it just had that whole context to it. But the yeah, uh, it, you know, it was a very interesting, like you said, scruffy. No, no hugging and wrapping it up for the end of the season. Oh, and there were brutal, snarky comments. Like records going yes. off, and Crosshair says something on your tiny mind. Like, oh, yes. oh, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. it's like, ouch. Yeah, there's no yeah. filter between the characters this episode. I, I think, yeah, there were there. You know, and what it was, it was brothers talking. Yes, it was bro. It was brothers acting like brothers. So that sounds like something. Think, that sounds like how we talk to each other. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, I will say one little disappointment for the whole season. I know we're going to do the recap next week, but it just occurred to me. We don't have a final nickname from Roz for Echo. That's the big reveal in season oh, two, kids. my word. Oh, you had to go there. I hadn't thought about that. So we're, so we're now going to have to wait until next year to find out Echo's nickname. But anyway, okay, so as I said... Knuckles. I like that one. As I was saying, uh, there was one more scene, actually, that took place after that, and you see the an Imperial shuttle landing, or flying onto this, like, forest planet, and you see this mountain, which, I will say, online has lit right up. It has lit Star Wars Twitter afire. And a cool-looking mountain where it looks like the top was cut off, and a, some complex put in there, and then the top put back on. And... The shuttle lands, and you see Nalase get out. You see nothing but 
clone commandos, which I thought was kind of interesting. And then you see what is really the big reveal, and we talked about it last week, which was you see a cloner in almost an identical outfit as the cloner from Mando. Yes, I did notice that. And, and we talked about that last week. about, And, she, you know, she says that, oh, the Emperor has great plans for you. And we talked about that last week where they're going to bridge. You know they're going to... That's what Filoni's doing. He's bridging from Clone Wars to Mando to the sequels. And that was a big step right there. So what would you guys think about that? Well, I feel much better now. Now that I know. Just remember last week I said, am I the only one worried out here worried about where the clones went? Now I know and I feel mm-hmm. much better that they're, they've got a warm, safe bed. Three meals a day. They're safe. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> You're the first person to worry about a clone's comfort. Just saying. Hey, I got a heart, man. I got, I got a soft <laughs> side. I'm sensitive. <laughs> but, you know, I, I kind of felt the same way you did, Brown Leader, that this feels like it should be mid-credits. It almost felt like a Marvel piece. Because why wouldn't you end on your main characters? And, mm-hmm. and that was part of what I was just talking about. It, it felt like there should be a commercial break, and this is our little preview for next episode, even though it's a year away or whatever. Yeah. Um, but this... And I'm going to admit, it's been a long time since I read the original Thrawn novels. <laughs> what? This episode brought to you by Bacardi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. For those of you but adults who it... had a rough week at work, Greg McCarty. <laughs> Anybody remember back in the original Thrawn novels when Luke went looking for the cloned Jedi Master mm. and weren't the cloners inside a mountain? Yes, and that is exactly why Twitter that's, is a light That's right the buzz, now. isn't it? Yes, yes. So they are saying, they, and there's been no official confirmation from, from Lucasfilm yet, but they're saying it kind of fits the description of Mount Tantus. Mount Tantus, which was exact, you. yes, which was exactly that—the cloner facility that Thrawn was using. So, yeah, that is that is exactly why a lot of Twitter is a buzz right now because it goes back to those original, which are non-canon, and but they're bringing it into canon. And you know, it was really funny because after that, people really started kind of pointing other things out in terms of what Filoni has done to bring legends into Star Wars. And there was, I saw a clip somebody had posted where it was a scene from Clone Wars and they're having some sort of space battle. And uh, I think Ahsoka has the idea, very nice, Ahsoka has the idea to turn the cruiser sideways and to release the fighters out of the bottom of it to kind of come around and surprise the opponents and they put that in with an interview of Filoni at one time where he was talking about how much of a fan he is of Legends and the Thrawn stuff and that is from the original Thrawn trilogy was that move and I think he even utilizes it in the new books, too. I think he brings it back in the new books now that I think about it. So, you know, we'll, we'll touch on the origami, because we're going to touch on that in a moment. Cause we're gonna be... all, all I got is the theme of Jaws going through my head right now. Thanks. <laughs> yes, my, my offspring <laughs> has been been origamiing outside the man cave and just had to bring me her finished products, which I've been displaying on the screen that y'all can't see. has nothing to do with Star Wars, gang. Sorry. All I... All I can think of, anytime I, I, I see like origami, especially on the screen like that, all I can think of is actually the movie Airplane with that character Johnny and then the <laughs> wife of the one pilot. And he's like, oh, it could be a hat, a brooch, a bird. What? Yeah. Hey, one of the best characters in one of the best movies ever. Johnny was one of my favorites. Yes. And I even uh, posted something online just the other day, too, about uh, Auntie M, Auntie M, it's a twister, it's a twister. <laughs> there's a sale at pennies <laughs> yeah. so my my son uh, brownie one loves that movie he actually absolutely loves airplane 
And we found a Facebook group that's called Don't Call Me Shirley. Uh, no. Yes. And I joined it. You have to answer a couple questions, but I'll, I'll send it to you guys if you're interested. And they don't post very often, but it's, uh, yeah, it's some good stuff. So there, how we came across it was there was actually some sort of Star Wars with uh, Liam, uh, oh, what's his name? You know, the guy, the doctor from Airplane and all the naked gun oh, movies. and Leslie Nielsen. Yes. Yeah, Leslie Nielsen. There was a, there was a, some sort of meme where he's like holding a lightsaber or something and that's it happened to be on that group and i saw it i sent it to actually i sent that to my son and he loved it he joined the group then i joined the group and uh, but yeah i'll send you that that link uh, well, you know what else i got going but, through my head now finding nemo quotes <laughs> finding nemo Thank quotes. You very just much. keep swimming just keep swimming, keep swimming. swimming. just okay. keep swimming which is what we're going to do on this episode so, we're just um, gonna keep so, swimming. Yeah. So this is my this is the point of the episode where we talk about my lack of attention span and you know my trying to focus on something. That, oh, squirrel. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm back. I'm I'm focused. All right. So, so that's the episode. That's the season. Any initial thoughts on where the show goes now? I don't know. They After ruined. That they, they ruined. You know, they they blew all my theories away. I really didn't think we'd hear anything about the clone, the cloners, or anything until next season. I really thought the season would be, next season would begin with, you know, the Bad Batch reunion. They're all sitting around now trying to resolve their differences or something, or something along that line. I got nothing now. I need to really rethink where we're going next season. What? I think them taking off on their own enables season two to start off with them doing a one of their runs for Roz. You know, I think they can easily open like they're just in mid mission doing back, their thing. Back to work for Roz. Yeah, exactly. What I'm wondering about is Crosshair because he got he's still gonna go work for the Empire even though they left him for dead. And he's gotta be kind that's of gotta about be. that. Yeah, and we know how much he loves being bitter. So, how does that play into... Does that maybe then play into his eventual returning to the group in Season 2? I don't know. But how would that be to go back and work for them after they were like, Nope, see ya. We weren't going to wait Yeah, for Rampart you. obviously didn't care. He, he mentioned that when they were going to destroy the city. You know, mm-hmm. You know, hey, if his plan fails, we won't have to worry about any of them. So Rampart doesn't care, and you know, is Crosshair going to go back and work for that dude? Come on. Right, exactly. But it still keeps our chances alive of a uh, of him starting the the Death Squad too, or the Death Troopers. Well, and you know, maybe he'll report to somebody else, say Krennic or Oh Krennic, yeah. You know, please no, but maybe Vader. I mean, as much as I love Vader, I don't want him to be the central character. You know what? He did not make an appearance no. this season, yeah. which I'm okay with. I yeah, wow. But maybe 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 Crosshair will find somebody. You know, he'll he'll go to work for somebody even more devious like Tarkin, or Thrawn. That's true. I could see him working for Krennic or somebody. Yeah. Uh, Wait, you know. was there a central character at all in this season? Omega. You got a brief. You got a brief, <laughs> you got a brief uh, viewing of Tarkin, but I mean, really. Oh, you mean a central villain? Yeah. Cent- yeah. No, I it think was Rampart really... was. I think it was supposed to be Rampart. I think Rampart well, was I just mean, kind of the embodiment Vader, of the Empire. You didn't see. Yeah. Uh, you didn't see. You didn't see Palpatine. The popular Jedi. You didn't see Vader. You mm-hmm. didn't see any of the main characters. You see. No, these are just really average Joes making their way through this nonsense of tyranny. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to call them average Joes. Average average Joes? Okay, now I've got G.I. Joe on my head. Average average Joes. A real galactic. Oh, average average Joes Jim. Yeah. I'm going to dodgeball now, kids. Ooh. You know, and instead of a screwdriver hand, Echo can have a wrench hand. You can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. You know, and and further connection, Steve the Pirate is also K2. Yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. To tie it all together. Yeah. 
So if you haven't seen, yeah, Dodgeball, were there? You'll see it. <laughs> I'm blanking. I don't think there were other than the Jedi at the very beginning. But even they were main characters. It wasn't Mace Windu there, and right. But I'm saying there weren't any Jedi were, really. No, in, not really. Which was kind of nice. Which I kind of enjoyed. You yeah, know, I, that was half the reason. Half the reason we enjoyed Rogue One so much. You yeah. know, it was just a gritty tale of the soldiers in the in the in the war. You know, different perspective. Yes, and I think that's one of the things I really enjoyed about the season so far. I didn't have to deal with any Vader appearances or. Yeah, it's just the backstories yeah. I always wanted. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. I think it was pretty good. Okay. Well, we'll do a little more touch. We'll we'll give another week to to percolate on the whole season as a whole, and then next week we'll come back and kind of percolate. give our final thoughts. And uh, we're also going to rank next week. We'll rank how we think season one of this show compares to season one of the other and recent, more modern Disney or not Disney, but uh, animated Star Wars animated. So. Clone Wars, Rebels, Resistance. You know, how does it rank for season one? You know, and so well, think about that as you're you know thinking about falls. the season next week. Well, yeah. I'm currently right. watching season one of Resistance. So. Yeah, and uh, how's that going for you? How many how many episodes are you in? Without Gadget Man is out? Um, no, I shouldn't <laughs> say that. Everybody can love what they want to love about Star Wars and 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 it's not my favorite, but I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. So, how many episodes it, in are you? Like eight or nine. Wow. Okay. Congratulations. <laughs> you are I, I liked, you know, the, I get the concept. I totally get it. And But it was just kind of, just reminded me of the sequel movies. Just had missed potential. Yeah, it's, it's definitely aimed at a different demographic than me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, and we'll have to talk about that for another episode, which I think one of the things, and, you know, we'll talk about later on in another episode, we'll talk about different viewpoints on the sequels, the prequels, you know, and where, why there might be so much division in the fandom in terms of, especially with the sequels versus everything else, you know. But Resistance is, I think, another a good reflection on that in terms of like you said it's it's a different demographic it's yep. not really aimed that one wasn't really aimed for us so uh we instead favreau gives us mando you know and hopefully we'll get something similar with ahsoka which oh by the way uh saw online that they have put out casting calls for sabine ren live action have they so, now and that's what i've seen online you think i have a shot you know, at if it, it if it's online yes, it's gotta do. be true Yes. All you. Absolutely. See, Without a doubt. With this hairdo, I can I can put any kind of wig on and look like Sabine. I can put a helmet on. <laughs> you know, she wears the helmet. That's true. Yeah, okay. That's true. So okay, well that was uh final episode of season one of Bad Batch. We will move on to our next uh, section of the show, which is our collection updates. Guys. Like I said, I started out last week with a hundred Pez. I'm down to about 40, 50 ish, somewhere <laughs> in there, so we're getting through this. Um, nice. Been kind of on a sugar high for four or five days now. I twitch when I sleep. Um, you know. That's right on. <laughs> that's, my, that's, my, that's my whole collection <laughs> update right there. You got Very Pez, nice. folks. You got Pez. Diminishing you, supply. You've you, you got more of a collecting than I have, so. I, I, I acquired nothing this week, although, you know, as long as we're talking about Pez, I did stumble upon, um, I have this two-foot Vader Pez dispenser. Oh, Let me guess, Scruff, one? you have one. That's the mm. one. Yes. I, I do have that. A friend sent that to me years ago, and I still have it in the, uh, the UPS box it came in because oh. it's well-protected, so. Oh, no. Okay, we got about uh, 60 sleeves of Pez left. <laughs> I forgot there's Pez in there, too. <laughs> well, here I thought I had something cool and unique, and, and Scruffy has the same item. I just have never opened mine because it was well-protected, and 
I never had a permanent yeah. man cave as I do now. So. Oh, I did get a I did get a new shelving unit. Excellent. So. Oh, very um, cool. My plan is to put the diecast collection into that, uh, the carded figures into there. Uh, maybe some of the other Empire. I have the mini rigs, uh, most of the mini rigs in the original packaging. Uh, maybe I'll put those in there. Nice. Get some lighting in there. Clear off. I'm in desperate need of but, lighting. I hear you. Yeah, me too. That'll clear off a shelf where all the Pez can go. Very nice. So uh, I'm thinking that's the plan. There you go. Anything for you, Brown Leader? So I did reach out to the store that I had ordered our Life Day gifts from. And because they shorted, they sent one and invoiced me for three. So I talked to a very nice call center person named Ricardo that had a very non-Ricardo <laughs> accent. So it was not Ricardo. a domestic help center. Yeah, it was a uh, global call center. So, but he was really nice and he uh, he was really super good. He was so, so nice. He actually kept apologizing and I'm like, and I was about ready to say, dude, it wasn't you. It's okay. So <laughs> stop because he did. He, he kept, he was as nice as could be, you know. And so I've got the other two on their way. And actually, I had an update today that they should be here tomorrow. Excellent. Sweet. Ricard, yeah, Ricardo so. got us hooked up. Yes. All right, Ricardo here's a shout-out so. to Ricardo. Thank you, brother. Thank you. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, and that was pretty much it for me this week. So, uh, oh, I've just been posted. I did pull the uh, autographed uh, Boba Fett figure out. Along with Wait, you have Logan. an autographed Boba Fett? Yes, I do. No, uh, it's a newer, it's a newer Boba Fett. Damn. It's a newer Boba Fett on the uh, the blue card. The episode two card. Yeah, but it is uh, it is Jeremy Bullock's autograph. And Excellent. Got, I got Daniel Logan's autograph and uh, Tim Tamara. Tamara. Yeah. Yeah. T- yeah. Tamara. I got his autograph too. So I have the Fett the Fett family going on there. No kidding. You know. Somewhere I've got to find. I should still have it here somewhere. I've got the autograph from Boba Fett's mom. So. Oh, see, there's I'm the one I'm missing. Take that out. There's the one mm-hmm. I'm missing. I gotta get Boba Fett's mom. Boba Fett's mom. So when one of the prequels was it Force Awakens? It might have been Force Awakens when that. Or no, what was the one that premiered in that new theater that we got a few years back with the IMAX? Uh, that might have been Last Jedi actually, and. It was the very first movie being shown in that brand new theater with the new IMAX, and they they had a celebrity for oh, it. Oh yes! And it, it was the lady that actually designed and made Boba Fett's outfit, the the costume for the movie. I recall How that. did I miss yeah. that? That was, was that there. was Force Awakens. I recall yeah. that. I was actually yeah. there. I was there forty five minutes before the first showing. How did I miss that? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think I heard something about some grumbling about Pez and shuffling off to the restroom, but I'm not sure. So that's always and, uh, possible. <laughs> so although that's yeah. probably the first reference of Boba Fett's mother I've ever heard. Yes, that's awesome. That's, and that's how that's how she was branding herself too. It was really kind of funny because we're all like, "What?" And you know, okay. But I had to go get an autograph. Oh, How could I not? She was, well, yeah. she was a lovely lady. She actually lives up here in northern Michigan and resides up here somewhere. So, yeah, just up a in, really nice, sweet Hoth? lady. Yeah, up in <laughs> Hoth somewhere. So, uh, but yeah, that's uh, so that's that's that for collection updates. So, just some random Star Wars and online things that we picked up this week in terms of catching things. Uh, it was announced, I think, yesterday that Kenobi, the series Kenobi, has finished principal filming for the six episodes that that's going to have, which is great news. I hope those are about an hour long if there's only six of them. Agreed. I got another collection update. Yes. Uh, The Peza 8 are about to make a return. (laughs) 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 I don't feel good. Um, Sorry, go ahead. No, that's okay. So... So yeah, so six episodes, and of course online is, with that news, it just it just refueled the whole 
especially on Twitter, refueled the whole, I can't wait for it, 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 you know, because it's not going to be out till next year at this point, and people are just chomping at the bit, and I, I am too for a Kenobi trailer. I mean, how can we not? So it's uh, definitely looking forward to see what comes out of that. And as far as I know, Andor is still filming. So uh, let's see. They Today they actually dropped the full official trailer for, uh, for Visions, which will be our next brand new Star Wars thing that we can do episode reviews on. That comes out September 22nd on Disney+. And they released, uh, what I thought was interesting was they released a trailer in Japanese with subtitles because it's seven different anime studios that are doing Star Wars-inspired stories. And then they did a version of the trailer dubbed in English. And so I have a feeling that uh, there's going to be both available on Disney Plus when it comes out, which is kind of cool. So... Who do you, what version do you think you guys would watch? The su- Japanese with subtitles or the English dubbed? Oh, I'll have to watch them both. I think yeah, both. I, I think, think the Japanese with the subtitles, Japanese version with the subtitles, would just be a just, a, just an awesome experience to to see that that especially that animation style. Yeah. I think so too. With my hearing issues, I'll probably watch the English dubbed with the subtitles. So. <laughs> I probably will, too. Honestly, I probably will, too. Uh, one thing I've noticed, because I've watched on Netflix and stuff, I've watched other shows that were foreign-made and then dubbed into English, and it's kind of funny sometimes because the subtitles do not always match what the English dub is, which is always kind of funny. So that, that'll be fun to see if that happens on, on that. Our hero must defeat his enemies. He has no shoes. He has no <laughs> shoes. So, and they did say that the they've got some decent, they've got some uh, known actors and actresses for actually some of the episodes on the English dubbing, including Lucy Liu, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Bobby Moynihan, which one of the funnier SNL skits in recent times. If you guys remember, he did the adult collectors commercial (laughs) for star Wars. We'll have to, you know what? I will find that again on YouTube and I will post it on the page because I remember when we all saw that we just lost it. That was the funniest, funniest thing. Uh, Let's see. uh, Tamura is doing a voice in it. Excellent. Neil Patrick Harris. Heard of him. Yes. Allison Brie, which I know the name. I'm just blanking on what she's been in. Uh, let's see. Uh, have you guys seen Stranger Things? Oh. I just I just remember the uh, Saturday Night Live commercial. Yes. Uh, that was a little... Hit a little close to home in some areas, but it was funny. Yep. Uh, David Harbour, who plays the sheriff in Stranger Things. Oh, yes. Is, is doing a voice. And then the biggest name in terms of like really that they got for it i thought was george takai i can listen to him all day (laughs) george takai will now be star wars no he's already been star wars (laughs) no that's true second episode of clone wars he will never be star wars really although i did love his appearance in um big bang theory Mm. Have you, have you guys I don't think seen I've that seen that one. one. Uh-uh. He was on I don't the same. Uh, he was on the same episodes uh, with uh, Katie Stackoff. Which, if okay. you haven't seen that, you got to watch that. Still, it cracks me up every time. Mm. Or she's in her Battlestar Galactica flight suit. That's funny. As Howard's, uh, I did vision. Yeah. I finished my uh, the show I had been watching whenever I'm on the elliptical, so I started a new show, which I did start Longmire, which was a more recent series that Katie Stackoff did. It's a western, but um, two episodes in, I like it so far. So that's a far cry Katie. from BSG. It is, it is, but I like her character so far. She's kind of the rookie of the group, being a former Philadelphia police detective, and now she's working for a sheriff's department in BFE, Wyoming. So it's yeah, but she's got kind of that. She, you know, Kitty Sackoff. She's a great actress that plays characters with grit 
you know, and she brings some of that into this character, which I, I like, so. Do we know anybody who's ever met her? Possibly. Man, we should get them Maybe on possibly. the show. Yeah, we should get them on the show sometime. Yeah, we should. Yeah. I'll give them a call Absolutely. tomorrow and see if we can get them on another show. All right. All right. <laughs> so, um, oh, one other little note I, I forgot about because uh, I didn't write it down on my notepad. I had it saved in my phone. Back on the final episode, you know, last week we talked about is the chip in, is the chip out, is the chip in, is the chip out for Crosshair. On Twitter, I've seen it several times, a snip from an interview on StarWars.com where they're interviewing Jennifer Corbett, who is the head writer and an executive producer for Bad Batch. And they ask her in the interview, I don't know if you can answer, but I saw on Twitter that fans were debating whether Crosshair really had his chip removed or the Empire made him think he had his chip removed. Is that something you can comment on? And she responds with, I think we can say that he had his chip removed. And then Brad Rao, who I think is another writer, says, laughs and says, yeah, have you seen that? Have you seen the side of that guy's head? And then she responds and she said, the eagle-eyed fan will rewatch the season and notice a shift in his character and when that is. They'll probably have seen it all along. So, definitely going to have to rewatch now. It's time to binge. Well, yeah. I guess I'm not going to sleep tonight. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, one little last note I thought I almost forgot about, but... Back on Twitter stuff, uh, I sent uh, here. I'll send it to you guys. Something I saw, which I thought was kind of cool, I had never noticed, and it's in regards to Anakin. And in Clone Wars, here I'll send it to you right now. In Clone War or in Phantom Menace, he flies the that N Naboo starfighter, the N1, I think it is, and he. After that, when he's a Jedi, and in subsequent uh, Clone Wars, beginning of Revenge of the Sith, in the scene over Coruscant, it seems, it appears, that all of his Jedi starfighters were gray and yellow, just like his fighter on Naboo. Well, there was one blue and white, or blue and gray, that had the giant engines up front they look like they came off of a 747 mm. and they had that one for a short period of time before i switched over to that yellow and gray but i had never noticed that connection or made that connection until you posted that earlier yeah yeah i totally missed that one and i do like i the person that on twitter it's uh anon soka on twitter she he or she has a thought about that which was which i kind of like which was that they think it's possibly a subtle nod to him going to war for padme and her home of naboo which i kind of like that i like that thought and what a cool little you know if there's any merit to that whatsoever so there was, i think it's pretty cool there was that one for a brief period of time was was that in attack of the clones i or was I want it just to say animated? that was the animated. I'm almost positive okay. that was just in the animated Clone Wars. Hmm. Hmm. You know, it's interesting that um, they chose yellow, which is customarily the color of cowardice. Right. You know, or maybe they just went with it because the Naboo Starfighters were yellow. Yeah. I mean that's that's a Doug Chang creation right there, and props to True. that guy for basically designing the prequel universe. Oh heck yeah! But interesting that they didn't use red for Anakin. You know mm -hmm. the color of anger, or the color of lust, which both right. brought his downfall. But it's interesting they didn't use red for him. Very true. Yeah. It was uh, he used that fighter, that blue and that blue and gray, during the early months of the Clone Wars. Squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah pretty much. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm focused. 
Doug Chang. Doug what? Chang uh, did what? <laughs> yeah, Doug Chang is. Yeah, that guy is an amazing. What he did to the prequel universe. Yeah, definitely agree. Yeah, with the, that. The, the 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 difference between the majestic of the prequel universe to the beat beaten of the original trilogy just yeah. night and day so mm -hmm. you know i saw something online uh yesterday or today and and you know it 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 uh, it was a rabbit hole i didn't need to go down but i had to read it because i knew what it was going to be about but in some of the recent 4k editions of a new hope uh people are freaking out because um during the final battle above the death star <laughs> yes. in, in in the in the 4k versions you can actually see david prowse's eyes through the mask the vader mask really and the headline hmm. i read was the creepiest moment in star wars and and you know this clickbait just was you know 90 percent explaining the plot of star wars and two seconds of explaining oh you can see the actor's mm. eyes it's creepy oh, and they, they tried to justify it by saying oh this shows anakin's humanity through it all and blah blah and whoever wrote this must have been about seven years old because obviously they didn't know any of that stuff when they filmed a new hope <laughs> but but if you see the picture which I, i've seen several screenshots of it it does really take away the mystery and fear of vader because you can see his eyes yeah well, but that was you know Tying that in with you know Anakin's yellow starship, who ooh, I can see Anakin's eyes. <laughs> you know, I well, that cracked me I'm up because it reminded me of the uh, the the line we heard from Return of the Jedi. Oh, yes, yes, yep, yep. <laughs> when, yeah, when the executor is flying uh, plummeting into the Death Star, yes, I've yet to go back yes. and listen to that. Oh, it's there, it's there. We did, I've even played. I played it for Scruffy, and yeah, it. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. And nobody that noticed it for four years. Yeah. Right, exactly. Uh, 4K, you know, I'm, I'm just not really much of a fan of 4K. I, I like, I like the look of non 4K. To me, 4K kind of takes away some of the, you know, for me, it's all about the movie magic. Mm -hmm and it, it takes some of that away i like the give me good special effects give me good and fool me. special effects <laughs> yeah fool me i want to be fooled i want a nice cinematic experience you know it doesn't have to be flashy uh special effects it could be like forrest gump where a lot of them you don't even realize it is special effects you know so uh yeah not not all that big f a fan of 4k yeah. and i've been kind of resisting doing anything 4k the truth. Well, this is a prime example of here. Here's my wart. Look at it in its glory. You know. Right. Right. Exactly. So. All right. Well, I think that's uh, unless you guys got anything else. I think that's a good point. Wrapping it up. We'll come back next week. We'll kind of give our summaries on the season as a whole. If you guys get a chance, watch those Vision, uh, Star Wars Vision trailers. They were. Uh, I I liked them, and I've had a few exchanges with people online about them. Um, you'll see one. You know how, have you ever seen in like kung fu movies and stuff, or, or uh, I know there was one recently where, you know, in especially kung fu movies, they use items like fans and other objects as weapons, and there was a movie recently where they used like umbrellas, you know, that had like, the they were made out of like steel blades and stuff. In this one, you'll see a part of the trailer where somebody's spinning and it's basically like a bunch of lightsabers on the end of a umbrella, but without the fabric, and blocking all these shots. And nice. Somebody said, somebody said, somebody on Twitter said, "What do you think of this?" And I, I responded with, "Well, Han would just Han would just shoot right in the middle, uh, harnessing harnessing his inner Indiana Jones." And then I put the clip of the, I put a, I put the gif of the the crowd parting from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Best, best, best one of the best scenes in the movie. Yep. Completely improvised yep. too. It completely improvised. That Henry or my Brownie one when I 
I, they actually showed that at the State Theater during this free summer uh, spring break movies they did a couple of years ago. And I took them and we got to go sit in the balcony of the State Theater and watch Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I, as it was getting to that scene, I nudged him. I said, just watch, just watch, please just watch. <laughs> and yeah, he loved it. He absolutely loved it. So great scene. So, uh, but yeah, watch that. Watch those trailers if you get a chance. We'll talk about that. And we'll have some other Star Wars news for everybody next week as well. So if you'd like to follow along with us between episodes, you can follow us on our Facebook. We have uh, Alderaan A-Holes Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. I do engage uh, people quite a bit on Twitter, and I will do usually a daily meme of the day on Facebook and share that on the other sites as well sometimes. So, yeah, join us there. You can also email us at alderaanaholes at gmail.com if you'd like to shout us out. I did get wind today that somebody we work with, her husband has been looking for some new podcast to listen to, so she might get him to listen. So, Trey, if you're listening, shout out to you. And <laughs> I also want to give a shout out one more time. Uh, we haven't given this guy a shout out in quite a few episodes, but uh, Rural Farm Boy on Twitter, he gave us another really nice shout out, a couple of them this uh, past couple days, in terms of giving us a listen uh, to people and he has he has a few followers on Twitter so hopefully that'll pick up some listens for us but yeah if you have any feedback for us you know how to get a hold of us and this is Brown Leader about to oh, sign we get, out what? we gotta give one more shout out to Ricardo oh yes one more shout out to Ricardo. Ricardo thank you I feel like uh, I feel sure. like we should have that real men of genius theme song playing in the background <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes so, Ricardo, you are the hero of the day for sure, making sure that the Life Day presents arrive. So, so, all right. Well, this is Brown Leader signing off. And you guys remember what to do. We'll try to do it better this episode, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> I already forgot. All right. <laughs> it's, we got to quote our tagline oh. after we say oh, this. Tag, is tag, 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 remember? Tag, tag, tag. All right, all right. And you have been listening to the Alderaan A-Holes. That's no moon.